Good morning. My name is Santish Lee, and today I will be teaching the Bible study lesson for today. But first, let me start off with the prayer. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for waking us up this morning, Lord God. Lord, thank you for protecting us and protecting our families as well, Lord God, each and every day. Lord, we thank you for putting food on our table and clothes on our backs, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for everything that you do for us each and every day, Lord. And Lord, we thank you for everything that you plan to do for us in the future, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn with me to page 61 in our Bible study book. And you will see that the title of today's lesson is God Confirms Gideon's Mission. And it will be coming from the lesson text of Judges, chapter 7, verse 2 through 4, 13 through 15, and chapter 8, verses 22 through 25. Our lesson outline for today starts with the first point of readiness, Judges, chapter 7, verses 2 through 4. Confirmation, Judges, chapter 7, 13 through 15. And con conclusion, Judges, chapter 8, 22 through 25. Our teaching aim for today is our facts to show that God helped Gideon and his people understand that the Lord was still in charge in dealing with the Midianites. Principle, to grasp the truth that God is in control of every situation we face. And applications, to teach that because God is in total control of our situation, we must learn to let God rule. And before we get into the word, the main point that I want you to get out of today's lesson is that God is in control. So our lesson outline starts off with readiness, which is Judges chapter 7, verses 2 through 4. Okay. So let's read how God prepares Gideon for his mission. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hand hath saved me. So in verse 2, we see that God tells Gideon that his army of soldiers is too large. God wants to lessen the amount of soldiers because if that large number of soldiers goes into battle and wins, they are only going to think that it was themselves and Gideon that led them to win the battle and not with the help of God. Let's read on to verse 3. Now therefore go to, proclaim in the ears of the people, saying, Whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. In their return of the people, twenty and two thousand, and there remained ten thousand. So in verse 3, we read that God lessens the number of soldiers just by simply saying that if you're fearful and afraid, you may leave. So twenty-two thousand soldiers left and only ten thousand remained. That's a large number of soldiers that left and Gideon now has to fight with. Verse 4. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water, and I will try them for thee there. And it shall be, that of whom I say unto thee, This shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And whomsoever I say unto thee, This shall not go with thee the same shall not go. In verse 4, the Lord said that the 10,000 soldiers were too many. So the next test Gideon had to do was to reduce the amount of soldiers he had again. So the next test was the soldiers had to go down to the water and kneel. And the point is to see not 
if they would obey and go and drink the water. The point was to see how they drank from the water. So some of the soldiers knelt down on their knees with their head down drinking the water, while you have the other ones who stood up and took the water with their hands and brought it to their mouths and drank it. The key difference is the ones that are standing and bringing the water to their mouths is that they are more alert. Those are the top type of soldiers that you would want to bring into battle because in a battle you have to be on a alert at all times. So after reading these verses, this brings me to my first point. Point one is that you have to trust in God. After reading verses two through four, this tells me that you have to trust God no matter what the situation you are facing. We often doubt him when things that we want may not show up on time or aren't worked out in a timely manner that we expect God to work it out in. Often, instead of waiting on God to do what he said he was going to do, we go off on our own and do things ourselves. God has a plan for us and we must put our trust in him and be patient long enough for his plan to work. Gideon had to learn to trust in God and to let God lead him to victory. I also have a question for you all. The first question is, how much faith do you have in God? Try putting yourself in Gideon's shoes. Can you imagine being in Gideon's place and God wants you to reduce your army from the thousands to the hundreds? Who wants to go into battle with 300 soldiers and your enemy has 135,000 soldiers? That's the amount of faith that Gideon had to have in order to win the battle. The second part of our lesson outline is confirmation, found in Judges chapter 7, verse 13 through 15. Let's read on to find out the confirmation that Gideon needed. Judges chapter 7, verse 13. And Gideon was come, behold, and there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream, and lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian, and came unto a tent, and smote it, that it fell and overturned it, that the tent lay along. Verse 14, And his fellow answered and said, This is nothing else save the sword of Gideon, the son of Joash, a man of Israel. For into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host. So verses 13 through 14 brings me to my second point, that God will give you assurance. In verses 13 and 14, God told Gideon to go to the Midianite camp and hear what the Midianite soldiers were talking about. Because like some of us, Gideon had his doubts. So God wanted to give him that, told him to go down to the Midianite's camp so that way he can overhear what they're saying because God was trying to give Gideon his assurance. So once Gideon arrived at the Midianite's camp, he overheard them talking about the dream that the Midianite soldier had. The soldier dreamed that a barley loaf came tumbling down and, and would destroy the Midianite's tent. This dream meant that Gideon and his soldiers would win the battle. This was the assurance that Gideon needed from God, even though, I don't know why, because Gideon, God had already told Gideon multiple times that he was going to win the battle. Gideon needed that assurance from God to know that he would win against the Midianites because sometimes that assurance from God is what we need to keep going and stay motivated. God is a good God because honestly, he, didn't, he really didn't have to give Gideon 
um, that assurance because, like I said before, he already told him multiple times that he was going to win the battle. This goes to show that God can tell you you have the victory before the battle is over and all you have to do is let God be in control. So whatever you may go on through in your own situation, just know that when you pray to God, He hears you and He understands you. He understands your situation and He will bring you through and show you that it was nobody but Him that brought you through. My third point is that God can do a lot with a little. A good point to make out of verses 13 and 14 is that it didn't take a hurricane or a tornado to destroy the Midianites' camp. All it took was a piece of barley loaf, which was about the size of a bagel, to roll down and destroy the tent. This is the type of power that God has because He can do a lot with the smallest amount. You don't have to be a preacher or someone big for God to be able to change you and do unimaginable things in your life. Another good point in these verses is that God can even show your enemies that He has total controls, just like He did with the Midianite soldiers that had the dream. God can destroy your enemies without you having to do a single thing. God assures us that we will have the victory over our situation. But here's the catch. We have to let him be in control. It's up to us to step aside and put away our own doubts and let him guide us. Let's move on to verse 15. And it was so, when Gideon heard the telling of the dream and the interpretation thereof, that he worshipped and returned into the host of Israel and said, Arise, for the Lord hath delivered into your hand the host of Midian. So in verse 15, Gideon goes back to his soldiers in Israel. He worships and tells them that they won the battle. God told Gideon from the beginning that he would win the battle and he would deliver the Midianites into their hands. But God gives us the assurance that he would do exactly what he said he would do, even though Gideon had his doubts. I like the fact that once Gideon had his assurance, he worshiped with his soldiers because he knew that they had won. Once Gideon had his confirmation, he knew that God was going to do exactly what he said he was going to do, which was to deliver the Midianites unto his hands. So he rejoiced before the battle was over because he finally realized that God was in control. The final part of the lesson outline is the conclusion found in Judges chapter 8, 22 through 25. Starting at verse, reading verse 22. Then the men of Israel said unto Gideon, Rule thou over us, both thou and thy son, and thy son's son also, for thou hast delivered us from the hand of Midian. In verse 22, the men of Israel were happy that they won, so they decided to ask Gideon and his son, and his son's son, to rule over them. And so the, Isra the people of Israel wanted to be kind of set up like a dynasty. That's what it sounds like. But there's a problem in this. Do you all see the problem in this? Let's read on to find out. Verse 23. And Gideon said unto them, I will not rule over you, neither shall my son rule over you. The Lord shall rule over you. So in verse 23, Gideon declines the offer and says that God will rule over them. When I asked earlier, did you see the problem with the men of Israel asking Gideon to rule? The problem is that they did not give God the credit. 
They only saw Gideon. They only saw that Gideon was the one who led them to victory in the battle. When in fact, it was only by the power and grace of God that they won. That's why in verses 2 through 4, God was reducing the number of soldiers in the army to show that he is the one and only reason for them winning the battle. But the soldiers still didn't even realize that it was not of their own power, but of God's power that they won. Verse 24. And Gideon said unto them, I would desire a request of you, that ye would give me every man the earrings of his prey, for they had golden earrings because they were Ishmaelites. 25. And they answered, We willingly give them, and they spread a garment, and did cast therein every man the earrings of his prey. Verse 24 through 25. Gideon asked the men of Israel for the earrings they had gotten from the Midianite soldiers in the battle that they won. Gideon wanted those earrings because they were made of gold. The men of Israel agreed and gave it to him. Gideon didn't want to rule over them because he knew God was the one and only ruler. The second question I have for you is, how will you act when the battle is over? Now, when God gives you the victory and the battle is over, how will you act? Will you act like Gideon and be humble, or will you act like someone who takes all the credit and act like God didn't do anything for you? Just remember that you didn't make it through your situation on your own. It was God that carried you through and brought you out victorious. Just like how God wanted to show Israel that it was him and only him that delivered them when he reduced the amount of soldiers. Don't be like the Israel soldiers when the battle was over. They didn't even realize that it was God and not Gideon that led them to victory. So just remember to thank God for what he has done, not just afterwards, but before and while you're going through any situation you may be going through. Now that we're at the end of the lesson, let's go back and read, read the, answer the questions on page 65 of our Bible study book. Question number one, why did God decide to accomplish the delivery under Gideon in such an unusual way? This was because God wanted it to be obvious that it was him and not anyone else that delivered the people of Israel. Question two, what was the first test God used to reduce the number of Gideon's army? The first test was to ask the soldiers if any of them were fearful or afraid that they could leave and go home. Question three, what follow-up test did God have Gideon do to further reduce the size of his army? So the next test was he wanted them to observe how they drank. He wanted the soldiers to go down to the water and some of them knelt down and drank while the other ones stood up and brought the water to their mouth. And like I said before, the ones that were standing were the ones that were more alert and better to go into battle. Question four, what did God tell Gideon to do in order to give him one more word of assurance? So God told Gideon to go to the Midianites camp and to listen to what they were saying. And at that camp, Gideon overheard the Midianite soldier talking about the dream that he had about the barley loaf coming tumbling down and destroying their tent. So question five, what did Gideon hear when he went to the camp? 
As I just said, he overheard about the dream that the Media Night Soldier had, and the dream was about that barley loaf piece of cake tumbling down and destroying the tent. Question six, what did Gideon understand the dream and interpretation to mean? So Gideon understood this to mean that Gideon and the other soldiers were going to win the battle. They were going to defeat the Midianites, that God was going to deliver them unto their hands. Question seven, how do we see the sovereignty of God in this situation? So we see the sovereignty of God is that God is in control. He said, get in there to overhear what the dream was about. Question eight, what was Giddens' initial response after getting this message of reassurance from God? So Giddens' first response was to worship. He went back to camp and told his soldiers it was time to move forward because God was going to deliver the Midianites into their hands. Verse nine, question nine, what request from the Israelites did Gideon refuse? So Gideon refused to be the king of the Israelites. He realized they lacked understanding of God's role in the battle. That's why he said, the, the Lord shall rule over you. Question 10, what did Gideon do that brought harm to himself and Israel? So Gideon took the gold and he made ephods, which was later used in idol worship. And I have some conclusion questions. The first question is, is your faith real or fake? If our faith is real, then God will strengthen us to go through any situation we may face. Question two, do you trust God? All God wants to know is, are you willing to trust him to work out any situation for you? Question three, will you let God rule over your life to rule to God and direct you to victory? Question four, and one of the main important questions out of this whole lesson is, will you let God take control? In the next lesson, we will think about the consequences of when you disobey God. Don't forget about the daily Bible readings, Monday through Sunday. Thank you for joining me for today's Bible study lesson. I hope I was able to encourage you today to put your faith and trust in God and know that He is in total control. Thank you.